Hey now, say now, it's your boy Young Rock, and you're watching A King, His Crown, and His Earth's Podcast. Today our topic, I believe, is Haiti and some of the wildness that's going on now and there, and over here in the last couple months. Exactly. The um, episode is titled Haitian Love. Because above all, it's always about love. I know the media may depict different versions of what's going on, but from someone with Haitian roots, you want to get a real deep, honest perspective of what you see right now. So let's start there with your Haitian roots. My mother and father were born in Haiti, came to this country about 45, 50 years ago. And I um, had my brother, then had me. I'm 44 now. Um, I was born here in Queens. Um, I, my grandparents, or my grandmother actually on my mom's side, you know, had a big family. She brought them all over. and. Um, Everybody pretty much did what they had to do and built their um, foundations. My parents being some of the, you know, the the the, the anchors to, to to that big old family we got, and um, they're still they're still together, and uh, I'm pretty well versed in my Haitian heritage. I might not have dates and names down packed, but um, I know the energy and I know the vibes. All right, well, let's start off a little something light. Um, why don't you give us an introduction of yourself in Creole, if you will? Uh oh. Fijialawak. <laughs> Rock is my name, for the record. But um, you might hear a Haitian call me Fijialawak. It's just pretty much broken down with a strong Haitian. Um, accent thrown on there. <laughs> um, family would call me um, pretty much it. Um, Monsieur Walk, like Mr. Rock, you know what I mean? That'll be me, Monsieur Walk. <laughs> nice. And what about some Haitian dishes? What are some of your favorites, some that the world may be familiar with, and some that the world may want to try? Haitian dishes. Some of my favorites. Well, on the top of the list, it would definitely have to be um, a seafood dish called lumbi. It's um, actually kunk, if you know what kunk is. Kunk is a shellfish, sort of like a oyster or, or, or squid or um, escargot or something. I don't know. But um, it's, it's, it's a, 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 a seafood shellfish that is stewed, sort of like brown stewed, a little spicy, and um, actually supposed to be an aphrodisiac. And um, Haitian men just love to introduce their women friend to it for that fact. And from my experience, 
I would agree. It might be an aphrodisiac. Matter of fact, it's Saturday. I should go get some, but I'm way on the other side of, of the city. Uh, might be hard to grab some. I'll see what they got tomorrow. Lumbee would definitely be my first. I'm laying off the pork, but a, 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 a favorite is also griot, which is a fried pork chunks. And it's very tasty. The days when I indulged, very traditional. So those are two. If you want your seafood, you got your lumbee. If you want your um, red meat, you got your pork and, and the griot. And we have rice and beans like a lot of the Caribbean places and plantains and veggies to go alongside like most of your Caribbean spots. I'm ready for lunch just hearing <laughs> about all of that. So now I have some options to consider. Um, how about a good Haitian phrase? A good Haitian phrase would be mezami. <laughs> mezami being just surprised or impressed or a compliment even. Ms. or me, you're just surprised. Your lady could be looking so good. You say, Ms. or me, take a look at that outfit she's got on. Ms. or me, like, wow. Ms. or me. That's a good one. I like that. So, ladies, if you hear that, you know that it means something good. You're doing something right. So, um, when you were starting off with your Haitian roots, you mentioned your parents, your um, brother, at least two generations going on in that household. With the current news, the world events, all of the stuff that Haiti is involved in right now, I'm sure there's some interesting conversations between the generations in your household. So. What do you think is the perspective of the older generation right now while viewing some of the trending topics regarding Haiti versus the younger generation? As far as trending topics, what you turn on the news in here in the last couple of months would be um, the issue at the border in Texas with Haitians migrating due to the conditions over there, which are bad. Um, earthquakes in the last month. Thousands were killed, um, the president being assassinated weeks before that, and we barely recovered from the probably the largest earthquake recorded was in Haiti 10 years ago, barely. So uh, um, we've, been in, uh, we've been in the media recently, and our treatment has pretty much been the same um, over the years. Um, Y'all coming over here. We know how bad it is over there, but we don't want you here. You guys have to go back. Unlike a lot of other ethnic groups, you know? And um, it's just obvious, you know? It's just obvious, the treatment of us. And we, um, a lot of us um, know that it's not a secret. We led the first Haitian revolt. Um, Louverture and um, Dessaline overthrew, um, um, France and Europe for our independence. We led the first you know, successful African slave revolt and um, they treat us as, as, as you know, accordingly. Um, they're not thrilled with that. And um, our stance a lot of times are similar 
very militant, very independent, and they figure they'll starve us out. It's no secret. We know it. We feel it. So do you feel that it's a general consensus among all Haitians about how certain events are being handled, both domestically and certain situations that have taken place in Haiti? Do you think that there is a difference in how some generations of Haitians may feel things are being handled and should be versus the younger generation or a different generation? How do you think it is? Is it pretty much the same across the board or is there variation? Well, the young generation, um, just like any other, any other group, um, are very influential. And these days what you have is um, a lot of protests going on, a lot of information being shared. So Haitians have adapted to that. Um, so the younger Haitians, we're, we're doing a lot of protesting, a lot of rebelling, a lot of speaking out. Um, and one thing also we incorporated was um, the gang culture, a younger, more Americanized gang culture. And um, they've learned how sometimes they can get things done, a little violence and a little, you know, a little force. So um, the lawlessness over there has made it easy for them to form groups and um, social media has been made it easier for their message to get out there. And um, they're incorporating it all, and um, which kind of leads to what you see recently with these gang members who kidnapped um, 17 missionaries and are holding them hostage and requesting 17 mil from the USA for their release? Yes, 16 Americans, one Canadian. Correct. And that's the impression I get. Some Haitian gangsters who've incorporated the American way. Wow. And um, you give us a reason, like the blatant disrespect, folks on horseback whipping us like we're in Jim Crow era or worse. Um, if I know Haitians, we don't like to have a negative narrative out there and we'll do a lot of drastic things in order to change the narrative to where it should be focused on the seriousness of our people or of the individual. And uh, I think this is a attempt for attention to be brought. Um, I'm not an expert, I'm not involved, but if, if, if I were to guess, I don't think they really want to hurt those hostages. But um, we will try to force um, the hypocrisy to be exposed. And they wouldn't like, they wouldn't mind the 17 mil in the process. So it seems like from your perspective, what's going on with, I believe you're talking about the MZO 400, that group. Yeah, MZO 400 or something is pronounced, but MZO is cool, MZO 400. Yeah, um, so <coughs> that, what, 
what is being aired and broadcast about what they are currently doing in Haiti is a response from them to an injustice that they feel has been done on them from America. Don't get us wrong. There's a lot of you know crime committed amongst the Haitian people by Haitian people. But if you give us the opportunity to change our focus, we will. Haitian folks, that is, will. And the U.S. just made it very easy for us to um, um, focus on a, 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 a cause, whether it's a good one or a bad one, it remains to be seen. But um, it just made it easy for us to change our focus for for a little while at least. And um, and just make um, folks face their own their own demons sometimes. So for you as a Haitian American, what was more shocking for you to see visually the Haitians at the border? and how they were being treated and handled are the recent events in Haiti with the 17 hostages, excuse me, hostages, hostages being taken. Well, um, it wasn't cool, those images at all. One thing I noticed about when those images were being sprawled all over social media and everything is people's People who never had an opinion on Haitian folk don't know much about Haitian folk. They just took it as an opportunity to, that image I felt played, like hit people in, 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 in places where they didn't expect, like subconsciously. They almost, I felt, were picking on Haitian folk by, um, by posting some of them images and not mentioning help a lot of platforms did, a lot of pages did include help uh, if you're truly concerned. But a lot of people sprawled those images and it just brought me back to the days when Haitian folk were, you know, um, looked down on. It's sort of like your African booty scratcher, your Haitian nappy, whatever lame insults they might have had for us then, it brought me back there. And, and all the time, a lot of times when Haitian folk go through stuff, I know a lot of people genuinely care, but a lot of people, a lot of times, take it as the opportunity to um, almost laugh at the same time. It's, I don't know if it's just me, but uh, I know the vibes. And, um, and um, Haitian people know those vibes. And we take things in a whole the, the perspectives in a whole, and um, and we weren't gonna leave that narrative out there. I just know how Haitian folk are. Somebody do something wild and crazy and ratchet to me, and that's the last thing people are remembering. You don't have to try hard neither. An opportunity usually proposes itself for you to change that narrative. Violence is usually a quick way. Sad to say. You understand for people to change that narrative. Uh, it's like the route these Haitian gangsters took. Violence and getting their point across. Well, in what you said, I can't help but finding myself reflecting on a sad, well, I don't know if I want to use the term sad, but 
and irony in the fact that historically, Haiti used to be a very prosperous nation. It used to be one of the leaders in prosperity. It helped America gain prosperity. And a lot of that has seemed to be lost on history or on the information that is often relayed regarding Haiti when Haiti comes up as a topic in the news or in conversation. So how does that reflect on you thinking about that irony that a prosperous country that helped America is often frowned upon when they need the same help that they gave? Yeah, Haiti has always been um, influential in um, providing that some of our resources from slave ships to help runaway slaves, post-slavery, I mean, early slavery days, pre-slavery, um, to sugar and gold and diamonds, I'm sure, even. But um, we definitely produce uh, a lot of natural resources that America is far, are fond of. And um, yeah, they they have no problem getting their hands on that stuff. And um, even in this country, you take a look at healthcare. If you ever been in a situation where you needed healthcare, or had somebody dealing with healthcare, you notice that Haitians flood that industry. Um, we're just we're just helpful in that manner sometimes to a detriment sometimes, where we get taken advantage of, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Well, aside from just being taken advantage of and not being on the prosperous side of current history, there are also some um, pretty repetitive events that seem to hit Haiti, like the natural disasters, the earthquakes, stuff of that nature. So are there any thoughts or theories on why Haiti <coughs> seems to be a target of nature's torment? Well, um, there's information out there on weather control and climate control and their ability to manipulate weather. They meaning, you know, the elite. And um, who knows, man. They say lightning is not supposed to strike the same place twice, right? But in Haiti's case, it seems to three, four times over be happening, you know what I mean? And a uh, record amount of deaths that barely get spoke about a short time later. Um, yeah, um, makes you say, hmm. but um, in all in all fairness, I remember my opinion years back. I remember I made a post where my opinion was a little different, where Haitian folks might have not liked what I had to say, where I spoke on um, our. Um, practice of um, black magic 
and um, manipulation of the Bible. Or I won't use the word manipulation, I'll use um, interpretation of the Bible sometimes. Might not sit well with the earth or the higher powers and they might be unleashing a punishment. Um, I brought that up to you know family and some prominent Haitian people and you know, something else that makes you say, hmm. I'm not an expert, I'm just, I'm just talking energy, I'm talking vibes, I'm talking experience. So um, this year we did see the assassination of a political leader in Haiti. Um, what do you think that is the next phase or next step or what could be a good route going forward as far as politics, power, just the economy, getting Haiti on a consistent, prosperous journey. Can you repeat that question for me, guys? Sure. With the assassination of Haiti's president, the natural disasters, the news with the Haitians at the borders, alongside with the news with the hostages in Haiti, as far as organization or just policy, democracy, the powers that be, what do you think is needed, if anything, in Haiti right now to get the course on a positive accord? I would think they, they need to listen to the youth. They need to listen to the youngsters. They need to listen to them gang members who've, who've gotten who've gotten more of a America's attention than uh, the three or four presidents that we barely knew existed, like the guy's name who just got assassinated, I can't tell you. They just prop guys in there and say they're leaders. Usually the U.S. Uh, makes that decision too. But um, listen to those gangsters. Um, Cause the people, man, it's about the people, bro. At the end of the day, and uh, a true gangster usually is for the people. Uh, contrary to popular belief, listen to the youth. The children, the youth are the future always. Absolutely. Lastly, lessons. What lessons can the world learn from Haiti? To fight back. Fight back against oppression. <clears throat> Independence. Hold your independence dearly, like dear to your heart, even though it may seem painful at times. But your independence at the end of the day, 
is all you got. You take a look now with COVID-19 and mandates and everything else. Your independence is all you got. Your freedom's all you got. And that's all Haitian people want, is to be free. We don't mind help, and we don't mind trade. We just want to be free. We got too much free energy running through us. Doesn't sound like it's asking much. Talk about it. Talk about it. American people dealing with it now. Facts. That's a great point to leave off on. So, nothing else. Sign off here. Once again, this is Young Rap. Just getting y'all acquainted with your host of a king. His crown in this earth's podcast. I got a great co-host, the girl behind the camera, asking the questions. You guys gonna meet her soon. We're just working out the kinks, shaking off any cobwebs, and this thing's gonna be a well-oiled machine by the time it gets to the viewers. You heard? Thanks for your time. Once again, safety.